Hello, it's Julie Story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is the podcast that is comedic and empire building focused. Yes, I've got some new language. Talking to you about my discovery of that today and also breaking down, redefining happily ever afters in our life and in our brands so we can build businesses we love all while taking risks, going after our dreams, and with a side of funny stories. So that's what you're going to get today. Enjoy after this message from my sponsors. Hi. (laughs) Yay. I'm here. I say it like that because, mm, mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, girl, mm mm-mm. It's been a week. First of all, my foundation is completely run out. And you know how like you take the top off and you just like stick random objects in there just to get the little last bit of everything? Why do companies make those bottles, like cosmetic bottles, to where you, you there's literally about 25% that you can never get to because they're like tubes don't work? It's the worst. But um, I'm here. I'm not doing a video of this podcast. I'm going to be doing it in the future. But I found this week, I just couldn't pull together. Like I just, I wasn't together enough. I didn't. Mm, It was just a mm time. You know what I mean by that? I have to tell you about something. I just got the most liberating experience this week ever. It affects you in a great positive way, by the way, because um, if the mind is like, um, I don't know, it just has padlocks. I don't know, like locks just came into my mind for some reason. Like if the mind is just locked up in some ways, I got handed some keys that just set me free and are just like busted out just, I don't know, my analogy went crazy there for a second. Anyway, so there are these threads in the mom groups. You know the mom groups. They're the ones where um, just constant, just pregnancy strips that are in, like just pregnancy tests, like all the time. They're the ones where it's like, you know, vent, hashtag venting, and then it's like three pages long. And like, I, I'm in there. Um, I'm there for them. Yeah. And just also naming puppies. Like we just name everybody else's puppies. That's actually a really fun one though. It's kind of like a contest. You know how you never win a contest? I feel like every time I try and name somebody else's puppy, they never pick my name. And I'm like, Ugh. Also, when I try to name somebody else's child, because they ask, you know, they ask about names and everything, like, they, they don't want the names that I pick. I feel like I'm a good namer. Uh, my kids would definitely argue with me. Any case, in that group, in the groups, there's multiple of them that I'm in. You're in them, too. There is, um, there was a podcast, like, hey, what podcast should I be listening to? And I actually post this on my Facebook as well. And this podcast I'm about to tell you, um, hashtag not sponsored came up and I thought, hmm, let me listen to this. I need some time this week where I'm just like breathing. You know those times where you're just like, I need to just escape a little bit listening to a podcast. Maybe I'm your escape. I'm glad. Welcome. I hope they have a mimosa on this little escaping time for you. But I found this podcast. It's called My Favorite Murder. And I don't, and maybe I am late to the game. I feel like I was late to the game with podcasting in general. I didn't find out about Serial, the podcast, the number one podcast, until there was a time like Kim Kardashian tweeted out. I don't know if you remember that. It was like on BuzzFeed. Like, Kim Kardashian's way late to the game. I was like 10 times later than her because I didn't even find out about it until BuzzFeed or whatever was talking about it. I was like, hmm. I've never listened to a podcast before. I think I even started this podcast before I'd even listened to any podcast. <laughs> I'm that person. Anyway, um, I started listening to um, Serial way late. Also was way, way, way late to the office game. I don't 
don't know why, I don't know what I've been doing other than raising babies during my 20s. Why did I not know about this show? It was amazing. Anyway, I'm just like, maybe that's like part of my merch line. It's just going to be like way late to the game because everything is just like, oh, wow, I never heard about this show before. Oh, it ended 10 years ago. Whoa, it's the best show in the history of shows. Like, where have I been? So I found out about My Favorite Murder and I started listening to it and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is a comedy podcast that also has like deep stuff in it. And you know I've been talking to you about this for a minute. I have been telling you my journey of like, and I remember mentioning it to you. It's it's been a struggle for me to be a you know comedian, and also have like all of this like desire to help people like women be the best they can be ever in the history of their whole life. I actually had a dream about um, being a comedian. Uh, this week, a stand-up comedian. It wasn't a great one. It was actually a nightmare. I feel like I have to tell you now. I wasn't ever planning on telling you this. You're welcome. This is what happens on this podcast. My husband doesn't even... Half the stuff I tell you on here, my husband doesn't even know. So also, you're welcome. We're like close. We're really... Because I'm like really close to my husband, but he doesn't get all these details. Because probably just because I feel like he doesn't care about this. <laughs> or, he, or it's so ridiculous all the time. Anyway. Um, so in this dream, I have to tell you this because it has to do with the comedian vibe and this is what we're talking about right now. I am on stage at a Taylor Swift, her new tour that is coming out that she hasn't even released the album for. I'm on the stage, okay? John Creest is there, the comedian. I don't know what it is and maybe it's just because like I get his sense of humor and I think that he's like hilarious. I have dreams all the time where it's like we're friends so maybe it's just like a prophetic thing like I'm gonna be friend one day. Anyway he's there doing his little stand-up thing and I was supposed to go next because we were we were opening for Taylor Swift. Okay (laughs) what this stuff is crazy. I um in the dream I did something apparently really inappropriate and that was John was done with his bit. I was waiting to go on stage. But I decided that in the dream, Dream Julie decided to be a really smart decision to just not wait for any cues, to not do anything, to just start talking really loudly on the side of the stage, trying to tell jokes that weren't really doing well. It was like one of those moments where you're just like, you're trying and it's flopping. And then, um, so nobody's really laughing or there's like a couple laughs. And then I decide, I know, instead of just standing on the sidelines talking really loudly on the Taylor Swift stage right before she comes out, I know what I need to do. I need to go on stage, take the microphone at her concert and just go ahead and just go for it. Even though I'm not a stand-up comedian, never ever have anything. I didn't have anything prepared. I was just like, I'll just wing it. Kind of like the podcast. And um, apparently her stage manager wasn't cool, weird. Uh, <laughs> he comes over to me and he's like, taps me on the shoulder and he hands me like an email. And he's like, hey, just that so you know, that's a T1 violation. And I was like, I looked at the email and then I woke up. No idea what a T1 violation is, but actually I didn't wake up yet. What happened then is my um, anxiety started kicking in in the dream. And all I could think of was, I'm going to be banned from Taylor Swift concerts forever. Like that in the dream, I literally had that thought. I was like, this is the worst. She's going to hate me. She's going to think I'm terrible. And my reputation with Taylor now is ruined um, because I decided to get on her stage and just take her microphone and go for it. Yeah, so that was my dream uh, this week. But 
in any case, um, I need to do, like, more relaxing things, apparently, before I go to bed. Like, I just need more, like, lavender and chamomile and just shots of vodka or so. No, just kidding. I don't have vodka here yet at this time. <laughs> anyway, so I'm listening to My Favorite Murder, and um, I, I'm, like, listening, and I'm, like, in case you're wondering why it cut out randomly, that was because a scam caller, scam likely, called me. If you're doing podcasts on your phone, don't forget to turn on airplane mode because I promise you, if you want to get scam calls, all you have to do is just start recording your podcast and they will like blow up your phone the whole time. It's the weirdest thing. I cannot get a scam call all day, but as soon as I start recording the podcast, they like call. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, I listening to this podcast, My Favorite Murder. I'm like, I'm listening to people that are like me. And this is like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. Like, have you ever just been around other people and you find people you're like these are my people this happened when i started watching the mindy project on tv i had never seen on a show ever a woman who was a comedic personality she would make quips or like these little things and i remember watching that show i think i told you about this before and i was just like clutching my invisible pearls gasping because i felt like oh my gosh that's just like me. Like, I don't know people that are like me at all. Like, I just feel like I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I just, dramatic and my eyebrows go up and it's like just big stories and it's the most. And it's just like when I find the other mosts, I'm like, we're the mostest together. Like, that's what it feels like to me. So just like listening to that podcast and it clicked to me because they said, they have this little like line in the beginning that kind of explains the podcast. First of all, they don't edit anything. They just talk exactly like what I do. And I've been doing this thinking nobody, this is why you just need to go with what you love and go with you. Because I've been doing my podcast like this forever from the beginning and I haven't listened to anybody else do it like this. Not uh, not a single other person. I had no idea if this was a thing. I had no idea if this is something that people liked or didn't like. I was like, I just like it. It's way less time. It allows me to just go with the flow. This is what I do. This is my jam. And they do that too. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, I, there's more. There's more. They actually, it's actually a really um, popular podcast that's been going on since 2016. But they do like these funny little quips. And then they have like a topic that they talk about. Like they, they share stories about um, a murder that they like found out about or whatever. So they kind of read over the murder. And then they like throw in like little, you know, their own little take on it. Or like they have little conversations about it. And I, and they said this line at the beginning, they're like, we're the comedic, um, like murder podcast. And I thought I'm the comedic, um, build your empire podcast. Like you, you do the murder thing. I do that. Let's build your empire. And it's like, I was just like this unlocking of my mind of like, oh my gosh, like I can be this. I can do because that's what I'm doing anyway. I'm like, I, I don't know. It just was so exciting to me because I felt like. I don't get, like, it was just hard for me to, like, I'm doing this weird thing with my hand right now. It's just hard for me to, like, click it together because I just haven't seen anybody else doing this quite like this. But I found a little bit of my people. So I'm the comedic podcast for building your empire. And you know what? I thought about this this week because um, things have been so dense and, like, it's just been... um, it's been a tsunami and the rain is just like 
pouring and then as soon as like one moment it's just you know Andre and I are in the middle of this rain and then all of a sudden we're like hmm maybe it'll get a little bit better right now they're just like nope tsunami nope just more Jumanji rain like it's just like ah but um what I realized this week is like sometimes when all that stuff is happening I just want something that's like light and semi semi semi-informative and semi-educational and like still interesting I still get something out of it but it's like I don't know it's just it's like a little a little little nuggets and I thought I can be nuggets (laughs) I can be nuggets for my podcasters so I'm so glad that we figured this out together. Thank you for being with me in this journey because I want to give you education. I want to give you resources. I want to give you wisdom, but I also am going to be ridiculous and tell you um, funny stories. Speaking of funny stories, um, it was Mother's Day this past week, and, and it's funny because my husband doesn't listen to the podcast at all, but he's like, you should talk about this on your podcast. It was Mother's Day and I had my niece over. Um, my sister was out of town doing her boss babeness of life, being the most. And I had my niece, so I was like, cool, because my niece is like my third child. So I'm like, this is great. I love spending time with all of my children. And um, what was so interesting about Mother's Day is, you know, like Mother's Day, we have this idea in our mind of of what a Mother's Day would look like. I feel like, I feel like most of the women that I talk to um, in the mom's groups you know, what they really want is alcohol before noon in a mimosa form because that's acceptable. Um, food in the, in the bed, just, just bring food and like deliver, like be the Uber eats of the house and just bring, deliver food into the bedroom. So there's a breakfast and bed element. And then also the entire house clean top to bottom. Like Mary Poppins came in and snapped her fingers a couple times. Like I feel like that was like the majority of like what women wanted. And um, I had some of the same desires. The only thing I would probably add to that was um, there's just a desire in me to have a full hair and makeup team available for me on those special occasion days. Because the last thing that I want to do on some of those days is have to struggle with trying to get my eyebrows to match like I just want to wake up and go I have food that's delivered to my bed right now with my mimosa and also my hair and makeup looks amazing like I want to look like on Mother's Day or Christmas or my birthday how Kate and um, Megan Markle looked right after they had a baby like that is the level of beauty that I want to have speaking of that um I didn't look like that after having a baby. I, I don't know if you like noticed how bomb these babes looked. I mean, I'm just like, how do you look so gorgeous? And you like, I just mind blown. It's my, like, I looked like after I had my kids, I looked like I had done um, a tough mutter obstacle course like twice like that's how I looked I there was not one part of me that looked and like I don't even I don't even think anybody's ever seen now now dang it now I'm gonna have to post it on my Instagram (laughs) I don't think anybody's ever seen until now I'm gonna post on my Instagram um what I look like after I delivered a baby not like Kate and Megan at all. I didn't look like that at all. I don't think I even looked like that for a good nine months after I had children. So I just, and I'm still trying to work up to that level now. Just kidding, kind of. So 
it's just, like Mother's Day is just this funny thing because like we have these beautiful expectations like you know and then after we come out and there's like Tiffany boxes you know piled on the table again because they you know he did that Christmas too the one thing that's really interesting about being a mother on Mother's Day is you kind of have this idea of like cool I'm gonna like you know rest a little bit it's great my husband like did all the dishes and folded all the laundry like he was just the most amazing but in the middle of Mother's Day there were three plus moments like I would call them big moments and then a bunch of little ones where I was mothering hardcore like I just was like going in you know how you're like this is your character and you're not leaving my house with this mess that you just presented right now so we're gonna mother this we're gonna mother nurture the heck out of this manifestation of not the character that I want you to have like I was just going in on these moments and Andre yeah after like the moment was subside and it was just like you know there's a break in between the big moments and little moments of mothering he looks at me he's like this is the kind of stuff they don't talk about you should talk about this on your podcast how on mother's day we're still mothering like we're still doing the mom thing like there's not really ever a day off like I don't think there ever is like even when you're like kids are adults I think that you just once a mom you're always a mom and I know I say mom like I'm from Wisconsin because my mom is and apparently I picked up an accent along the way of having a Minnesota born father and a Wisconsin born mother so mom but it's just funny because um and I saw this meme (laughs) saw this meme this week that was uh, it's a whenever a woman says it's just funny because it's just like just fiery missiles coming down from a spaceship like just blowing up the earth um but yeah it's just funny uh because you know on mother's day we just we we could definitely have our mimosa but we're still going to be nurturing nurturing those little babies into into being the best that they can be so that happened this week it was also um Andre's birthday and um that was really fun because it was right after Mother's Day. Andre's birthday last year fell on Mother's Day and I I definitely um gave up my Mother's Day. I let him have the day because I was like I get Mother's Day every year. Your birthday only comes okay, so it's exactly the same. But I still wanted him to have the full like hey, we'll celebrate me tomorrow. Let's celebrate you today. But his birthday comes right after Mother's Day, which is so sweet and amazing. And also, all that week, I'm trying to figure out what am I doing? What am I going to do for him? Like, what does he want? You know, that kind of thing. Like, how am I going to bless his socks off? And he's, we, we really try and um, we really try and be creative with like our, our gifts to each other. So generally, our gifts to each other are just expressions of love. Like last year, I made him um, a 10 minute long like video of like just funny moments and I don't know if you do this with your kids, but we actually quote our children from past videos or like little things that have happened. We quote them. So we do movie quotes and song quotes, and then we add in, you know, our children's quotes. So I made a video for him. And this year I thought, what can I do for him that he's going to really love? And this man is a words of affirmation, words of aff, as I like to call it. And the, the love languages, you know them, you've heard of them. You probably know what yours are. Um, it's really easy to find out what yours are if there's a lack in that area. I don't don't know if you've been there. I've been there. So let's go there for a second. Um, 
you know, apparently when Andre and I started dating, um, there's a lot of miscommunication in our relationship. Uh, don't know why that happened. Maybe because I was terrified and didn't know myself very well, but that's beside the point. There's a lot of miscommunication. And, um, one of the biggest miscommunications was that I really loved presents and he didn't understand how that was not just, um, being, um, not materialistic, but just being the most, I think. And, you know, presents are amazing and they are like fill my love tank so much. And what we've learned about me in years going on is that I love presents, but not all presents are created equal and not all presents are received as love depending upon what they are. It sounds really complicated. I make myself sound terrible. <laughs> I'm not high maintenance though. Audrey's so funny. <sighs> when we started dating, he was like, oh, you're extra. And I thought, no, I'm not. He said, yeah, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm not. And then as the time goes on, I'm like, yeah, a smidgen, just a smidgen, smidgen of extra, just a side of extra. So yeah, we had a lot of, um, we had a lot of months that were hard because I felt like, gosh, do you even like, do you like, do you care about me at all? Like, I don't get like, where's your display of love? And he's like, it's right here. I'm coming over. I'm helping you with the kids. I'm helping you with the dishes. And I'm like, that's acts of service. That's so cool. But that doesn't, it's not the same. So, um, so he's a words of affirmation person. And so I ended up, um, writing him a bunch of notes and a really long letter and then every um every hour on the hour I sent him like a love note and a text message because he had to work and I I succeeded in my mission to make him cry he cried on his birthday happy tears so that happened so it's it's been like a really full week with you know the the rain and the just different things that we're processing and in the middle of all processing various situations and lots of different things that are going on in our life we are um constantly working to connect and um and to make sure that like we are taking care of ourselves and like you know like on on the side of being a absolute comedian and a boss babe I'm also um, a huge advocate for self-love and self-care. One of the things that I have learned recently is how incredibly important it is to um, to get this figured out in and of yourself so that the people that you love and the people around you can pick up the wisdom that you're carrying and that you can give to other people around you because you cannot leave people where you haven't been. And as I'm looking back on the struggles that I had throughout my life and even the struggles I had in my business, I realize now how much that they really helped me um, get more so that I could give more. Personally, I would have really loved to not go through any of them, like any of that stuff. But now that I've gone through it and I'm able to like give to my kids and you know people around me and give wisdom and learn and grow, it's um it feels less painful now because it's like wow there's a purpose to that struggle there's a purpose to the struggle bus I talk about the struggle bus a lot I think we need to talk about that the struggle bus is my way of saying I don't have it all together I have been the struggle bus driver passenger stockholder CEO 
SEO, VIP, all of it. I definitely had so many seasons of struggles. And, um, you know, in the middle of those struggles, you don't really understand how relevant and important they are. But I think why I'm saying that is because I just want to encourage you that whatever it is that you're going through right now, like let yourself grow through it, like go through it, grow through it, learn from it. And I heard this week, um, I found a, um, uh, a YouTube and I can't remember her name right now. Gosh, like I hate when I forget the names, but she, she said this thing. She said, when you are going through something, figure out, and I wrote it on a post-it note. It's on my refrigerator right now. What is my lesson? And then what am I going to do differently? And I think um, I put that on my fridge because I thought, gosh, if I can just teach my kids, if I could just come to the table with those two questions alone, what is my lesson and what am I going to do differently? It sounds so simple, but I feel like when we're in the middle of those moments of trying to figure out something or trying to problem solve, if we can identify the lesson and then come at it a different way, then whatever it is we're going through, we really will grow through it and we really will be able to show up to the next situation very, very differently. And I think that that sounds nice. That sounds like a Disney-fied version of being an adult. And that's what I want. That's what I want to participate in. I want the Disney, I want the Disney version of also running a business where it's like, you're the hero, maybe a little bad guy comes and then it's like, wait, I've had the power all along. Enough with you. My business is flourishing now. And I think that part of getting to that point and having that happily ever after in your business is one realizing that happily ever after does does not mean that you're not going to have to deal with some some stuff and a lot of the stuff that I've dealt with in my business has been other people's issues and I don't say that because I'm like they're the problem I take responsibility for nothing like I'm I'm not that person at all I feel like I'm I'm more so the person that's like everything is my fault and I need to figure out my whole life, which I do that. And I'm like, you know, I can only manage me and I can only deal with my stuff. But I've definitely worked with some clients that have been so um, incredibly afraid of a lot of different things. And like, I get it. Like I have been, their fear is the worst. I really have to say fear is the absolute worst. I hate dealing with fear and what's so frustrating is like fear is not even real it's a pretend made-up thing in our mind and then anxiety comes in and high fives and is like this is great let's create multiple scenarios that will never happen that will drive this individual crazy uh that sucks i hate that one of the things that i had to do in my journey of dealing with fears and you know when you go through some stuff you it can create um it can create a propensity see I'm going really wise and deep I use the word propensity and I hope I use that in the correct context to create walls around oneself to protect the core what's really interesting about those walls is that that fear that has created walls, has now created an imaginary fortress. That imaginary fortress is trying to protect yourself from feeling a feeling you don't want to feel. And it sounds so, um, it sounds like one of those things where I'm, you might be listening to right now, like, yeah, other people have that, huh? You probably have it. 
And even if you haven't identified with this, you probably have it and it's probably stopping you from something. This is why I'm all about self-awareness because if you don't know that the walls exist, you cannot deal with them. But those walls keep us from doing things that we actually really want to do. I had this amazing phone call with my girl, Kristen Booth. Um, she was so sweet. Like I just, I, uh, it was just such a great, it was just such a great phone call. We talked for a really long time, but we're actually talking about this topic of like, hey, so when you want to do something and you're like, I don't know, you know, you know, this and that, and you just kind of have this like, I don't know moment. Um, I, I, I like to take those moments and push them, push them and turn towards that fear. And this is one of the things that I really like to coach women in is like, okay, so you want to do this thing in your brand or your business or your life and you're afraid that it's gonna fail. So tell me what failing would look like. What, what would it look like if it failed? Tell me the, the worst case scenario. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't book or I would look ridiculous or I would not have the amount of success that I wanted. Okay, great, so you outline those fears, awesome. So those are the walls that you've built around yourself is I don't wanna experience any of these negative things so I'm gonna go ahead and keep myself from doing things that I really, really, really want to do. I'm going to keep myself from dreams because I don't want to experience the bad feelings of being rejected. I, I get this. I, I mean, I remember writing my, my book and the, the first version of the book. And I sent it to 20 of the best um, publishers. I mean, the best of the best. I mean, publishers that... Uh, I mean, literary agents, I'm sorry, literary agents that have worked on books that you know. Now, I loved, I still love my book. I put my whole heart into it. Like, I wrote my little heart out. My kids loved it, all this stuff. I got rejected by every single one of them. And some of them didn't write back, but I got a good 10 letters back. I wish I could tell you that that felt really good. I wish I could tell you that that felt like, you know, just ooey gooey warm chocolate chip cookies. It didn't. It really sucked. It felt terrible. And I, you know, I'm still processing, I think, the lessons that I learned from that. One of the things I definitely felt like I took away was um, you have to be willing to experience failure in order to reach succeeding. And I think so often we have tried to convince ourselves that the best thing for our happily ever after is being a hundred percent having a hundred percent success in everything and a hundred percent return on everything and happily ever after really means everything is idealistic and perfect and i definitely think redefining happily ever after is going to be key to actually reaching yours. I feel like happily ever after is, of course, this idealistic Disney-fied version of like, hey, this is what life is gonna be like. Like, when you get married, it's happily ever after. Well, when you get married, it's happily ever, you're the sandpaper on myself. Like, you're just rubbing all the edges, and I don't like that because I'm having to confront myself, and you're making me grow, and that's uncomfortable, and I don't like that. But 
at the end of the day, and I love Andrea always says, like, marriage is a mirror. It shows you yourself so that you can deal with some of the things that you would never have dealt with had you lived alone. Let's be honest. Because if we live alone, we're doing things very differently in our life versus I'm living with this person and this person is showing me all the best in myself and also showing me my opportunities for growth. So we have all these... um, fear walls that we built because we don't want to experience anything other than a hundred percent perfection on everything i really believe that perfection is a mask for insecurity and i say that because i'm a recovering perfectionist i mean i didn't start a podcast for a very long time because I didn't know what to say and I wanted to say the right things and I didn't show certain photos or videos on Instagram because I never showed my face without makeup because I feel like not as like I sometimes I'm like am I Gollum like that's how it feels to me I know that's not the truth Andre Andre would tell you he thinks it's so ridiculous but that's how I feel and that's how I see like I have seen myself before like that and I've also seen myself a lot of times like when I get out of bed I'm like whoa there's a lot there's a lot happening right now but whatever whatever your belief system is is the lens that you're going to look through and it took a lot of self-care and self-love and adjusting mindsets to say the best thing that I can do for myself for my brand for the women that I'm loving and serving for the community of podcasters and in instagrammers and newsletterers is just show up and let myself be seen and that is um it's really vulnerable it's a really vulnerable thing but it's so much more powerful to just be than to try and put on a song and dance not a great singer okay dancer I won a couple dance competitions I'm not lying they were east coast swing yes it was at a retirement dance and but I did tie for first place with the other youngest girl that was there. I, I, I don't think that it was bias at all. I just think it was because we're extraordinary dancers. But anyway, it's um, the more that we're willing to kind of like turn towards ourselves and like deal with some of the, these things, the more we can have like those aha moments where things are getting unlocked in our brain and we could say, wow, I really can be a comedian and help women build empires. Like I can do both things. I can do all the things. I shouldn't be doing some things though. Like I told you before, like Bob Goff says, quit things on Thursdays. And um, I think that that should be happening all the time. Gosh, there were so many moments that I just should have quit so many different things. And I didn't. And uh, I can tell you the fruit that that produced, um, bad ones. The bad fruit that you keep in your fridge for a really long time because you don't want to deal with cleaning out your fridge, it was like that. And that's not a cute look. That's not a fresh look. That's um, a terrible look. So I highly encourage you to quit the things you you don't need to be doing anymore, checking in with yourself, and actually dealing with your worst case scenarios. I was listening to Tony Robbins this week and he was talking about his, you know, his whole brand is end suffering. He wants everybody to end suffering. So he was talking about how, um, you know, how and why people suffer is because they have expectations that didn't get met. And I've talked to you about this before as well. My therapist actually told me this too. She was just saying, you know, we all have expectations of what we think life should look like, what our family should look like, what raising kids should look like or being married. And when things don't meet the expectations, like what do we do with that gap? And 
Tony Robbins was talking about how important it is to change your state and also flood yourself with gratitude. Like, first of all, recognize, all right, I'm having a moment. This is a moment. What am I feeling? What do I, what do I feel like I've lost? What do I feel like was taken from me? What do I feel like I haven't gained? Like identifying what the issue is inside of yourself. Because you know what's really interesting is that, um, and I've learned this so much with like the different things that have gone on in the past couple of years for me, is that when something happens, when you hear when you hear about news or when you know a situation comes and it's presented in front of you, you get this information, and that information creates in you a feeling, a vibe. Okay, you know, vibe attracts your tribe, that kind of thing. Creates in a like a you call it energy. It just creates you interacting with that negative thing create something what I've found a lot in myself is that if I'm not careful the first thing it creates is fear and anxiety high-fiving and laying out like a blackjack dealer or a poker dealer here's the worst hands you could have it's just all the worst ones here's the worst things that could happen so I have this new information that's presented to me nothing has really changed except for I've gotten information and there's a scenario that's in front of me and then fear and anxiety is like don't worry we've got this we will definitely help you make this even worse that's not fun uh that's not a fun thing to have happen so I've I've recognized that the best thing that I can do is first kind of like ground myself. Have you ever heard of grounding? This is a great um, thing. I just never had heard about this until this year. Essentially, you're checking in with your all five senses. You're giving yourself a moment to like breathe and recognize I'm okay. I'm here right now. You know, people are safe. People are good. Like turning your attention towards... Um, the positive immediately and it's not dismissing the moment because there's tons of just like crap that happens like that is a real thing and it's and it's not cool to pretend it's not there but I think it's really valuable to come to that situation and and evaluate how can I see this through the lens that I'm choosing intentionally instead of the lens that fear or anxiety have created for me and those are the worst lenses because they make you do really crazy, ridiculous things like run out of your house when your fire alarm is going off, even though there's no signs of fire. That was another podcast that I did. If you've been listening since then, thank you for still being here after that story. So, um, you know, when, when like this thing is presented in front of you, like this is a crazy situation, whatever it is, taking a moment to breathe turn your mindset towards gratitude, changing your state, understanding that even though it feels terrible, like like coaching yourself, you're in like keeping track of your internal world, your internal dialogue of like okay, this is what I'm feeling right now and this is really terrible. What is it that I need? How can I come to this situation different? What's a different perspective I'm not seeing? And then taking um that situation on like that. I definitely have um had so many years where I was not practicing this at all. I just kind of let my emotions run everything instead of saying, wait a second, I need new perspective. How can I come at this with a different, you know, angle? But in terms of like, you know, growing your business and thinking, yeah, gosh, I really want to do this thing. This is such a huge risk. They're scary. Like those stepping out and doing something different and new, 
I am not downplaying that at all. It It's so vulnerable. It is so scary. But I think one thing that's helped is like if you go to the if you go to what you believed for your your belief of this is the worst case scenario here's what x y and z the worst case scenario looked like for me and you actually play it out and then you ask yourself hey if I did this worst if I did this thing that I really really want to do and it's going to make my soul happy and it's going to help me flourish and it's going to make me feel alive and amazing and I still don't sell as many or don't book as much as I wanted or it didn't get the success level that I wanted would I still do it and recognizing that if it makes you happy and if it's a calculated risk and if it's something that is going to help you feel happy and flourish and it's a great thing then why don't you do it because even if it fails even if it completely flops you're you you and the journey of that whatever that thing is is gonna feel amazing because you're gonna be taking steps towards something that you actually really want I really, really want women to have the life of their dreams and have their dreams come true and recognize that there's things going on inside of you right now that need to get out on the outside of you. And writing them down, understanding what your dreams are, focusing on your dreams, giving your dreams space to breathe and be alive is so incredibly important. And um, as much as I'm all about the jokes... I'm also all about you becoming who you're meant to become. We, like there are so many products and things that you're using today, whether it be oils or coffee or a computer, your iPhone, whatever it is, that began as an idea and a dream inside of somebody else. And what's so amazing to me and like looking back at my life and you know, like my time with the kids and even being a single mom for a season is that had other people not stepped into their dreams I couldn't be doing what I'm doing right now had this anchor app not been created I wouldn't be doing a podcast because it's so complicated so confusing to me I don't know how to do it but somebody said I want to make this really easy I want to make this really simple for people to get on podcasts and I think that's so extraordinary and like you have those things inside of you and I'm like oh man if you only understood who's on the other side of your dream maybe you'd get really serious about it. if you only understood how important your dream is to all of us maybe you would get on the other side of it and start nurturing it if you only understood that the reason that you have that dream inside of you is because it's going to impact other people and it's going to help you in your life and you know you flourish maybe you would get started on it sooner and then later maybe you'll get started on today instead of in five weeks when I tell you the exact same thing so that is my heart take it go with it run with it get serious about this stuff and also get serious about the walls um they're not just gonna fall down if you're not addressing them you got to understand what are my walls what am what am i keeping myself from like where where have i had a misunderstanding of happily ever after and that is keeping me from becoming everything that i want to be because i think that oh my gosh if there's a fail in my story at all then i'm not going to be like the other people that i really admire I wish people told their fail stories more often. I know that it like takes some time for people to become like more successful before they'll share their fail stories. But if you feel like fail, fear of failure has been something that has been holding you back, I highly encourage you to Google successful people that have failed and just read because I promise you, your failure is probably not going to be as big as some of these other big like you know personalities that we know that are running brands. So 
this is your time. This is your reminder. This is your Julie story reminder. Um, also, uh, I would love for you to, I know you just heard about the voice messages thing um, from my sponsors, but I would love for you to send me a voice message. Like, it would make me so happy. And I would not use it without your permission. So don't feel like if you send me a voice message, I'm just going to be like, yay, I'm going to use this and, like, not tell. No, I will tell you because I feel like that would just not be fun to not do that. But um, I would love to hear from you. It would make me so happy. I think, you know, one of the interesting things about podcasts is that I don't get to hear your feedback unless I get a DM or unless I get – um a tweet at Julie underscore story. So I would love to hear back from you. Please tell me if you have a topic that you want me to talk about, please tell me or a story that you want me to tell or something. I would be so open to hearing what it is that you want to hear because I feel like we're in this together and you've been on this journey with me and I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for listening. Seriously. It means so much to me. And, um, until we talk again, have an amazing week go ahead and um deal with all your walls and stuff that would be a great thing and um yeah have the most extraordinary life that you've ever had in your whole life okay so much love all right okay i'll talk to you soon no you hang up first okay bye